Blessed and praised be the Lord our God. I believe we all are experiencing already now the presence of God and that we know that the Lord speaks to our hearts. That we not only hear the words of God with our ears, but that we truly receive it in us, letting it speak to us, to believe it. Because in the moment where we believe it, then it is revealed to us. Because only then God can speak with us. Now just briefly, we welcome all of you. I already had some phone calls from the impact of last night. Somewhere in a country there was a larger group and, the, and the some, somewhere for it and somewhere against it. And when the group which was against it was gathered and wanted to make the decision to reject the message, then one man stood up and said, I say unto you, the moment has come to give up the resistance. We are in the end time. Let us believe what God has done. A wonderful victory, a really wonderful victory, which God has given by His grace. Many were listening. Also in this regard, there were phone calls. We are just glad that it has become like this, that people are listening and are experiencing our services. Brother Manfred from Santiago he phoned me and he said, Brother Frank, we are overwhelmed to hear what God has to say to all of us. Everywhere people are listening and are believing. Just feel free in our midst. And we also would like, just as I said now in the prayer room, we want that the Lord takes a bit time for us today, that he really is today in our midst and that he can speak with us. We are of course coming from near and far, from far and wide. One must not always mention it here, but we really have visit from all over Europe, from various countries of Africa. The people of the Lord are coming together to hear the word of the hour, the word of promise, the revealed living word. Because man does not live by bread alone. We are also glad, especially that Brother Wallström from Copenhagen can be here to today. God bless you, wherever you might have taken your seat most surely on the balcony. God bless all the brethren. I could again start from right to left, listing the countries from which we are gathered. But I can only say, this is the day 
that the Lord has made for us. This is the time of the gracious visitation of our God. This is the time of the completion of the work of redemption, of the calling out of the bride. And as we have heard from the words, be it 1 Corinthians 15, everything happened according to the scripture, the suffering, the dying, the resurrection of our Lord, His ascension, everything happened as the scripture has foretold it. Then came the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as written in the scripture. And then one can confidently read to it John 7 verse 37 and 38 of the outpouring of the Spirit which then took place in Acts chapter 2. Today God is writing a new chapter of the book of Acts. It is the only book in the Bible with its 28 chapters which has no end. All the other epistles have an introduction, they have an end, they have a beginning, they have then the greetings and then the end. The book of Acts started with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and it will end with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Just feel at home. Today, I would like, I would like to mention our precious sister Lotte Lisicki. One week ago, she turned 96 and is in every meeting in Zurich and in every meeting in Krefeld. Please stand up somewhere. You must be sitting. Yes, just imagine. 96. And she is at every last weekend. She is in Zurich. At every first weekend, she is here. What will happen to those who are staying somewhere around here, not even thinking to come? to hear God's word. God has sent a hunger as he promised. And Brother Brenham, really, on the 28th of November, 1963, he said the following, 28th of November, 1963, in reference to the sermons which he has held there and which were then translated into other languages. The tape ministry is a worldwide thing everywhere. I think it's one way God has got scattering the message back into the heathen lands back in where it has to be translated and in Germany and so forth they got tapes they got to their congregations of hundreds 
and hundreds of people and put little things in their ears and run it onto a tape. And just as I'm speaking, the minister stands there making the same expressions and in the other languages and bringing it out before hundreds and hundreds are being saved and healed just through the tapes going out across the world all in English but being translated in many, many different languages in tribes around the world. We hear from them back through the mail. We're just glad about that already in 1963 Brother Brenham knew it. I was together with him, of course, in December 62. We were speaking about it, how God is working and what is being done and that he then found time and you all remember it how often we have heard since the beginning of the 60s how often we have heard with the earphone the word of the Lord and how we translated it we're just so glad that God is leading everything in such a way and just imagine yesterday after I was mentioning that Brother Brenham saw the sower dressed in white and the other sower dressed in dark. And what shall I tell you? A brother goes into the internet and early this morning he pulls out a picture of the two sowers. This morning in the internet the one sower and the other sower. Can you imagine this? Is this coincidence? Was this ever before on earth like this? The one sower with in front his his bag, his his cloth as it was done through thousands of years and the other sower is also sowing behind him. Brothers and sisters, we are living in the time in which Bible prophecy, but also Bible promises are being fulfilled. We are neither playing with God, nor with God's word, nor with your time. We have received a divine message, and this message we must carry and we must pass it on. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. We have then, I don't want to go into details, we have read and heard enough in, the, in these days about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Here the whole team is shown on the picture which dropped the bombs at that time. And when we remember, when really the last judgments will come, and when the world will be in flames, as written in Second Peter chapter 3, in verse 10, the day of the Lord will come. It will burn as an oven. 
when everything will become as brimstone and when everything will be in flames. But before this happens, before the earth is purified, before the millennium of our Lord commences, before that, the church is being taken away to celebrate the wedding supper. We are watching the whole thing from above. In any case, everything will happen as God has foretold it in His Word. And that now, the last things which will have to come to pass have drawn very near. This we feel and see especially on the people of Israel. No other nation on earth goes through so many tests and trials and troubles. No other nation is so misunderstood as the people of Israel. And it all goes back to the one day, to the one time period when our Lord came to His own and His own received Him not. And as He went on the Mount of Olives, looking over Jerusalem and weeping bitterly, and He cried out, Oh, if thou would have known in this thy day what is for thy peace, but now it is hid from thine eyes. Brothers and sisters, blessed are we when God opened our eyes for his gracious visitation in this time among billions and millions it's just a few but they are here in all peoples, tongues and nations Brother Rus was reading the word of the love in John 13 verse 34 it says John 13, verse 34, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. And then comes the reason and the result of this divine love in and among the people of God. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. One could go to 1 Corinthians 13. Love does no evil to the neighbor. Love does not envy. Brothers and sisters, if that moment could come where we say nothing about anyone, which we could not also say in his presence or in the presence of God, that we just bridle our tongue and really living out the love of God indeed and in truth. Then 
We have read the word from the epistle of Jude and as you noticed, it connects to that what we looked at yesterday from the Old and New Testament, namely in the appeal, in the command to contend for the faith, for the faith as the scripture says, for the faith which was once for all delivered unto the saints. As we were reading it in verse 3, and now it says in the next verse, for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. If they would remain somewhere else, then it would not be so bad. Then no damage could be done. They are not appointed by God. They crept, crept in unawares. And he who reads on, and he who comes to verse 11 and 12, here it speaks of the way of Cain. Here it speaks of the erring of Balaam. Here it's mentioned about the rebellion of Korah. In verse 11. And then in verse 12 it says, These are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you. Yes, very strange. They have come to the feast of charity. They were eating and drinking, but with an inner rebellion. What good was it for them? Only then, when God comes to His right with us, and only when we died with Christ, and when we do not live for ourselves anymore, but for Christ, according to the word of God. Only then the hearing of the word was worthwhile. If the impact of the word can be truly heard and seen in our lives. There are some scriptures. The first one from the Gospel of John chapter 10 most people are only reading half of a verse namely my sheep hear my voice let me read in John 10 verse 4 and when he putteth forth his own sheep he goeth before them and the sheep follow him and the sheep follow him they are not going their own ways anymore they are following him they believe what he has said in his word unbelief is the falling away from God. And we looked at it yesterday 
And we go to Hebrews now, chapter 3. Here it is shown to us very clearly. Hebrews, chapter 3. Firstly, verse 7. And the first part of verse 8. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if ye will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Today, it is not about the hardening at Meribah. This was then. Today, it's our turn. Today, God speaks to us. Today, we must respond to that, what the Lord has to say unto us in this time. Because of the time then, it is written here, and they have not known my ways. And he who likes to read verse 10 precisely, especially the second part, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So that God, the merciful God, who passed by Moses, saying, I will be, I will be merciful to whom I will be merciful and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. He turns everything because his people went astray. They did not believe him and they were rebellious. And then he swore in his wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. What must this have been for God? That he on one side gives a promise I will lead you out with a mighty hand into the land which flows with milk and honey, into the blessed land on earth, which cannot be compared with another one. And then, after the leading out, he has to say, it's impossible. God can do nothing against your and my will. We must lay our will into the will of God. Only then he can have his way with us. Even the pillar of fire is not enough. And the smitten rock is also not enough. We must follow the Lord by faith. And then we have verse 12, the admonition, the admonition, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. It doesn't make sense to just speak about the great falling away. As written in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 
of the man of sin, of the son of perdition, who exalts himself above everything what is called God or what is being worshipped. This is a complete different thing. This is the great worldwide falling away, which, so to say, is shaping up there. God is concerned about you and me. It is about the church that in no one of you, namely in you, to whom the word applies today, the word of the Holy Ghost, today, if you hear his voice, that in you, your heart is not hardened, that unbelief doesn't come forth, causing the falling away, but that we find grace. And as it says in verse 13, but exhort that we should exhort yourself. Who has ever exhorted himself up to this day? We must say to ourselves, Oh, man, be careful that you hear to that what God has to say. And then we can also speak with others about it. Brothers and sisters, the matter is really very serious so that one could get scared and afraid. It is about to be or not to be. Either we are ready at the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, or we will be left behind, knocking at the door when it will be too late. Now the verse from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 6, Hebrews 4, verse 6. Seeing, therefore, it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Here we have both. We have the unbelief and we have the disobedience. And then we have the faith and the obedience. And Paul, in the first chapter to the Romans and in the last chapter to the Romans, he spoke of the obedience of faith. And this is the time for us, namely to walk in obedience to the word. Now briefly, some scriptures which speak of the sower to show us the sequence, the build-up of sowing and of growing and of the harvest. We have in Mark chapter 4 in verse 14 we have a short but powerful statement. The sower soweth the seed. Full stop. Not an interpretation. He sows the word. Namely the word which remains forever. And the word is of course the seed. And then we come straight 
to verse 23 and the first part of verse 24. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. We remember Revelation chapter 2 and 3 where it is being said seven times at the end of every church age message he who has an ear let him hear to hear what? to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches namely the word of promise which God reveals. And then we have in verse 24 in the first part the statement of our Lord. And he said unto them take heed what ye hear. Take heed. Listen. Take it to heart. When I am speaking to you, this is what the Lord God wants to say here. Take it to heart. Believe it. Take heed to every word so that you receive it and that you believe it. We have then, in Matthew chapter 3, we have the ministry of John the Baptist described in what kind of way he prepared the way for our Lord at the first coming of our beloved Lord and Savior. And he says in Matthew 3 verse 2 he speaks about the kingdom which is at hand with a command repent. And then we read in verse 3 For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. It's just so important that we go from scripture to scripture and are placing biblically the fulfillment of the prophetic word in our time. At the beginning of the New Testament, all of the Bible prophecy of the Old Testament were placed and therefore Paul could write that Christ our Lord and Redeemer died according to the scripture that he was buried according to the scripture that he has risen according to the scripture everything according to the scripture just as God foretold it in his word. Then we come in Matthew 3 come especially to the kernel of the divine message through which the way was prepared at the first coming of Christ where bride and bridegroom were brought together and where people as written in Luke 16 16 The people were, were told the law and the prophets were until John. From that time on, the kingdom of God was preached. Now we have here serious words which John addressed especially to the scribes and to the Pharisees and to the Sadducees. 
And then comes verse 8. Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. Let us stop here a bit. Who has Abraham as father? Those who believe as Abraham believed. Those who are looking to the invisible as they would see him. Those who heard the word of promise and who believed it and who received it. At that time, the scribes were saying, we have Abraham as our father. Abraham is the father of the true believers. And this counts, only this counts. Namely those believers who receive the word of promise in them. We all heard about it. I of course write it in the new brochure. When the Vatican or when there an announcement is being made there, Yes, then it is being said, I direct my message to all believers, in all nature religions, in all religions. Now, all are believers. In whom do they believe? What do they believe? Brothers and sisters, there is only one true voice of our God on earth, and this is His ever-remaining word. Everything else are interpretations and are voices which are not in agreement with the word at all. And therefore, here, John said here to the religious people of that time, he said, verse 10, And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And only afterward comes the reckoning up to the end, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat, his wheat, his seed. He, as the grain of wheat, fell into the ground. He died. He came forth. We are the seed which sprang up. God has pardoned us. And therefore, he will not gather some kind of wheat, but he will gather his wheat into his garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Here we see, and with this we must go back to Mark chapter 4. 
Mark chapter 4 from verse 26 Mark 4 from verse 26 and he said so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up he knoweth not how here's the point the germ of life is in the seed the sower from the moment of the sowing from the moment of the sowing the sower has no influence anymore then the seed and what happens with it is no longer in his hands then comes the divine law and as we have heard yesterday everything brings forth after its own kind Every seed brings forth after its own kind. If we are the divine seed in this time, then the divine life is in us. And then there is a growth which can be seen. Then the growth is just here. Because that's how it is just naturally and supernaturally. As in the natural, the farmer can contribute nothing. He just goes to sleep and he gets up and he just observes how the corn, how the wheat is growing. And then we have heard it yesterday. The time of drought is coming. The time of drought is coming. As the growth comes to its end. Then sometime comes a drought along. But also in the natural. Then comes the latter rain. And the latter rain brings then also the sun to shine upon that what was watered, namely upon the ears, to ripen them. It is so in the natural, and it is so also in the spiritual. Our Lord has used the natural examples to show us the supernatural. Brothers and sisters, if we are the seed of God, and I believe it, I believe out of conviction, that we are the divine seed in this time. With this, I have the question, if it's not those who believe God and His Word, now shall it then be those who are walking their own ways, having their own programs, or may we be the ones who will let ourselves be placed into God's plan of salvation in this end time. And the word of the hour, which was sown, we have received by grace.
We of course didn't follow some kind of charismatic. Today this one and tomorrow that one. But we have heard the word of God. Freshly revealed from the throne of God. We have heard the message of the hour. There was a sowing. And when Brother Brenham says that this message will forerun the second coming of Christ, then this is a sowing, a sowing of the precious word of God. And brothers and sisters, we could read from Second Peter chapter 1, that we have become partakers of the divine nature based upon the promises which God has given us and which we believed. As Abraham believed the promise which was given to him, so we believe the promises which were given to us. Now listen. Verse 28 in Mark 4. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, Immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. So, a growth, and in between a drought. And this is our time of testing. This is the, our time of testing. To this, I would like to read three or four scriptures to show us how God can be with us if we are ready to walk the whole way with Him. Firstly, comes the obedience to the Word. And if, for instance, today, brothers and sisters are in our midst, who became believers, then to you applies the word, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. This is the Holy Scripture. Who has the right to change God's word? Who has the right to present own doctrines? This already all the others are doing. This we don't have to do anymore. Here at this place, God's word shall be preached. The whole counsel of our God. Here it must be baptized biblically. And here, biblical spirit baptisms must take place. We have read in the word from Matthew 3 that John was baptizing with water. And that we shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. With this is something very, very important connected. Believers are recognizing in the presence of God 
that they have unclean lips and that a purification must take place in the deepest inside of their heart. To this, let me read you from the prophet Isaiah. The Old Testament was of course given to us for teaching. Isaiah was in the presence of God. Chapter 6, one could read from verse 1. In verse 5, it says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am lost. Just imagine, a prophet, a man of God, in the presence of God, sees the Lord, sees the heavenly glory, the hosts of heaven, and cries out in the presence of God, I am lost. Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. And now mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Brothers and sisters, in the direct presence of God, the Most Holy One will see Himself unholy. The Most Pure will see Himself unclean. Because who can dwell in the presence of the Holy God? And so we see here what was connected with it. Unclean lips in the midst of a people of unclean lips. And then we read in verse 6 and 7, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin purged. It was that moment, the moment in the presence of God, the confession, I am a man of unclean lips. Brothers and sisters, in the presence of God, let me repeat this, no one can lift up his nose, all will have to humble themselves and recognizing only God is holy. And then we have, then we have the answer in verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Here we have again the word us, as in Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26, 
And also in Genesis chapter 3, again, man has become like one of us. And then in chapter 11, verse 7, and here we see very well, the Lord is on his throne, surrounded by the heavenly hosts. And time and again, they surrounded him. And to them he could say, Who will go for us? <coughs> But he didn't say, Whom shall we send? But he said, Whom shall I send? Whom shall I send? The sending God alone speaks out. And he who likes to read it up about the giving of the law, Paul writes, the law, the law was given to us by angels. You can read it in Hebrews. You can read it in the book of Acts. And if one reads precisely, then it was the angel of the covenant, the Lord God himself, surrounded by the heavenly hosts, who gave unto Moses the law and the commandments. But God's word is on purpose written in such a way that it can be misunderstood because it can only, it only can be accessed by revelation. Only by revelation we have the access. Just imagine, it would have been said, as we emphasized many times, just imagine, in Matthew 28, it would have been directly said, when it was spoken about the name, that this name is Lord Jesus Christ. Then all would know it and all would baptize accordingly. But it had to be revealed all the mysteries of God. All the mysteries of God must be revealed. Otherwise, we don't know it. So, Here we have the pattern. At Pentecost, fire came to touch the lips, to touch the tongue, because now the great deeds of God should be proclaimed. But please not with the old tongue, but with the tongue which was by the fire of God, which was purified to then proclaim the words of God accordingly under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And this is actually that what it is again about today. Not only the rain, the rain is important, but more important is the seed, more important is the wheat, the divine seed, which is and was sown, because this we were reading very clearly in Hebrews chapter 6. And we can look it up again. All the rain does not help if the earth brings forth 
thorns and thistles. The earth must bring forth a wheat field. Through the rain, through the showers of blessing, which comes upon the church at the end. And brothers and sisters, you all know, I'm really, I'm really the least among all who ever were counted worthy to preach the word of our God. I don't believe if God could have found someone who would be qualified. I was also not qualified, but yet he decided it this way. I have, I, Brother Frank, have seen the wheat field not in its growth, I have seen it in the completion, in its full maturity, in its full overripeness. In fact, it was overripe, where all the ears were so bent down, hanging down, and all of the wheat field was already seared by the sun, where the surface, where the chaff, which holds the grain, was already a bit seared by the heat of the sun. Why do I say this now? Because after all this growth, sometime before the return of Jesus Christ our Lord, we must come unto the full measure of the stature of Christ as the true church of the living God. When Brother Brenham saw the church, she was still growing. But then came the rain, the showers of blessing. And I'm glad that I've seen the wheat field after the drought, after the regeneration, I saw it, after the divine life came forth again, reaching up into the full grain in the ear. And believe me, I was of course born as a farmer's son and I grew up on a farm. I know how a wheat field looks like, but such I have not seen in nature. Just so tremendous. And here's the point. Not one single thistle. And this stood out to me when I saw the wheat field. Not one single tear. I looked at the edge of the field. I looked over the whole field. Not one single tear. Not one single thistle. Neither on the edges nor in the whole field. I could read you the word from Matthew 13 that the Lord will send his angels to, to all who cause an offense to take them out of his kingdom. In the last round, God will have his way without any interruption as we are being led to the perfection. Now, we have still the time of sowing. 
everywhere in all peoples and tongues the sowing is still going on now is still Isaiah 42 being fulfilled and the scriptures which are connected with it all together the people of God are shown to us here Isaiah 42 we could read a couple of verses, just verse 22 and 23, Isaiah 42, verse 22, but this is a people robbed and spoiled they are all of them snared in holes and they are hid in prison houses for they are for a prey and none delivereth for a spoil and none saith restore and after what it says, a very short statement. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? Here we have two time periods. The time of the past and the time to come. Who takes it to heart what God is doing when the prisons are opening, when the people from where they are held, from they are held in, in all the dominations, like in prisons, in all the creeds, where they have been, where they have been become a prey long enough, and we recognize that they are just being ripped off and are being laid around the truth and then they hear the call ye my people come out touch not the unclean thing then I will receive you and you shall be my sons and my daughters and then I will be your God who hearkens to it? Who takes it to heart for the time to come? Brothers and sisters, if we would only know what God has done in the past, then we would be the most miserable people which exists on earth. From the past, we learn for the presence. And from the presence, we are looking into the future. And we, are, and we know that he who started, he will finish it unto the day of his return, unto the day of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so, the captives are set free. Now the word from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 58, to show us the divine purpose of the preaching of the word and of the build-up of the church in the end time. Isaiah 58, verse 12, and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. 
Hallelujah. Praise and glory be unto the living God. The words of prophecy of the scripture must be fulfilled. God will not take anything back of what he said in his word. The Holy Scripture says, when he has purposed, who shall disannul it? Who can disannul it? He says it and it happens. So, the foundations of many generations you shall build up again and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of paths to dwell in this is thus saith the Lord in his word oh how thankful we can be We have the prophetic word, the word of the apostles, we have the old and the new testament. We truly have an overall orientation as it was never given before to the people of God. But because we are living now in this time where we must know all these things to have part in it. And let me say this here, brothers and sisters, precious friends, all own programs, also with and for Israel, with and for the church will be useless. God reserved it to himself to make the completion with his church by himself. He reserved it for himself before the great and dreadful day of the Lord to send a prophet to restore all things to uncover the old waste places and the foundation to raise up a new what was overthrown and misplaced by the former generations. Don't we see that all were building, but all were building upon their own foundation. And Paul says, I have laid the foundation. And this is Jesus Christ, our Lord, grounded on what God said through the apostles and prophets. So, back to the beginning. Back to the promises which God has given unto us. Together we are persevering by faith. And brothers and sisters, we are aware that the true believers have to go through the greatest trials and troubles in life. With all the others, it may look like everything is bedded on roses and one hardly hears how it is with them and how they are doing. But among the believers, 
there is a groaning, not a grudging against one another, but a groaning under the burden. We want to be clothed. We want to be changed. We want to be taken out of this world into which we don't belong at all. You all know, the world is offended that there is so much talked about God and yet so much unrighteousness is happening on earth. Also in our time, all the terror, the peace has been taken off the earth as written. And therefore, the peace process will go on with mighty force. So that First Thessalonians chapter 5 is being fulfilled when they shall say peace and safety Then sudden destruction shall come upon this world as travail upon a woman with child. We all understood it very well. Be it a Mr. Putin who flies to Jerusalem, be it a Mrs. Rice or whoever it might be, this doesn't bother mankind at all. All understood that there is only one voice on earth where unto all of mankind is listening in all religions, in all cultures. And this is the voice which comes from Rome. What Bush has to say, nobody is interested in anymore. And what our politicians are saying, also not. There's only one voice which has weight. Only one man who has world weight. And this is Rome. We all know it. It is the Vatican who has diplomatic relations with 175 nations on earth who has everywhere his ambassadors who are called Nancios in all the nations of earth he has it except for maybe five banana republics elsewhere the Vatican has everywhere his representatives and he can everywhere make world politics without that the people are noticing it. It really goes all up to the point that all the politicians have lost their reputation. Of the 48 nations of the Islam, all are despising, of course, Mr. Bush and Mr. Blair. And then let, let, let us take the other ones. These ones are despising that one and that one. But all, all are looking and all are listening. And the Jews were now offended that they were not mentioned by the Vatican. And they think, ah, so what? But all the terror against them is to bring Bible prophecy to fulfillment. To lay everything into the hands so that Daniel 9.27 can be fulfilled. That the covenant is made. That it says with many, not only with Israel, but 
with the Palestinians. Also here, one must pay attention to the precise words. The covenant is not between two. The covenant is between one and many. It is worthwhile, brothers and sisters, it is worthwhile to read God's word precisely and then to pay attention how things are taking their course. I can only say, blessed be the Lord God from eternity to eternity. We have found grace in His sight to hear His word and to understand the fulfillment of it in every realm. Not to interpret anymore, but just to realize this or that is happening now before our very eyes. And again our Lord would say, as in Matthew 24, Verse 33, as in Mark 13, as in Luke 21, he would again say, when you see these things coming to pass, then lift up your heads, for you know that your redemption is drawing near. Brothers and sisters, let us remain sober every day at work, in the family life. Maybe this should be mentioned here also. There are really brothers and sisters in our midst who are in great need because they are still single. They came to me. They said, Brother Frank, can you pray? There are different kind of needs also amongst us. Diseases, loneliness, different kind of needs. And we're not just doing like everything is in order. But by faith, we look up to him who has called us with a holy calling and who has chosen us from before the foundation of the world. Just believe today what God's word tells us. That our prayers have been answered. That the Lord God saves and heals today. That really no one leaves from here without taking the answer home. And all who were converted and who, were, who have dedicated their life to the Lord, after this service, we can have a biblical baptism. And by this, even the last ones can fulfill God's righteousness. As our Lord and Redeemer said at that time, it behooves us to fulfill all righteousness. May it happen that the fire of God touches our lips and that the Holy Spirit fills our hearts so that then the scripture is fulfilled out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh and that in all things the Lord God is being praised and honored and glorified as Brother Bram has said what happened through the Redeemer will happen through the redeemed. 
And just to mention this again, we are all waiting for the refreshing. We are all waiting and we are not waiting in vain. God promised it. I will pour out my spirit upon the dry land. Isaiah chapter 44 and other scriptures. That's how it was promised to us. Also in Isaiah 28, that the time of refreshing would come, as spoken by Peter in Acts chapter 3 from verse 19. <coughs> and we are living in the time, and we may see all these things, and we may experience everything, brothers and sisters. No one of you needs to complain and maybe say, oh, could I have been only on earth at that time, then and then. Brothers and sisters, when we are on earth, another one decides. Important is that we, at the time in which we are on earth, are recognizing what God is presently doing and not bypassing it. Some would have liked to live in the time of Reformation or thereafter. I want to live today. I want to live today. And just to say this in closing now, some brethren are asking me how it is with Matthew 25, with the wise virgins, and others are asking what is before this, and then they are coming to Matthew chapter 24, from verse 45, and what stood out to me some days ago is that two times the same word is used. One, once in connection who then is the wise and faithful servant, the word wise servant, and then going over to the wise virgins who will be ready at the coming of the bridegroom. Both times, the key word, wise. Both times. And I tell you, the wise virgins are hearing and are receiving the revealed word. And this proves that they are not foolish. Not so foolish to bypass what God has promised for this time and what is doing presently. God has his way and every word has its place and every promise has its fulfillment and we may partake in it by his grace. Ye who are here today and all over the earth, all over Europe, all over the earth, believe as the scripture has said Believe all the promises, every word, and God has given you the, the guarantee to have part in the fulfillment, if you believe what he has said. Faith gives victory power, 
also to you and me. And faith is the victory which has overcome the world. Please, don't look any longer on things surrounding you. Also Abraham had to look away from himself and away from the circumstances. He had to look on him who gave the promise. Let us stand firm in the faith, anchored in the word of God, until we come from believing unto seeing. And when the refreshing sets in, and when the full ripeness of the wheat is here, and when the harvest can be gathered into the heavenly garners, to our God, to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, to the living God, our Father in heaven, be the thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer. In Him we have the reconciliation, the forgiveness through His blood, the reconciliation with God. And please, Don't forget this sentence. Satan doesn't know mercy. Satan doesn't know reconciliation. Satan doesn't know forgiveness. Forgiveness and reconciliation are strange to him. He is the exact opposite. But he who is reconciled with God is reconciled with one another. And all who reject a reconciliation are under the influence of the enemy. All who are rejecting forgiveness have not yet received it personally. What we received from God, this we can pass on. And this with all our hearts and with all our souls. O the Almighty God, be highly praised, be highly praised for the spiritual orientation which we have in this holy word. Once again, hear this, all ye peoples, and especially you people of God, in all tongues, in all nations, all over the earth. The Lord God completes His work with His church in these days. And we may have part in it by grace. Blessed and praised be the Lord God in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Let us stand up and let us without delay thank our Lord God. Brother Rus, please come to thank with us. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee from the depth of our hearts. Tune all in We thank you for your precious and holy word. Also in this morning hour, you have spoken to us. How should we not exalt your name and praising your name? Because you have done great things in all of us. Also this morning, Lord, to you alone belongs all the praise, the honor and the glory and the adoration. Your word is true. Your word is clear. Thanks and praise and honor. Praise, honor and glory. Be unto your wonderful and glorious name. Hallelujah.
come to your right, baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. Bless, Lord. Bless your inheritance. This is the day. Let us sing, This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. Do we all believe this, that this is the day? I think we believe it with all our hearts. We see His working, we see His grace and faithfulness to His own in this last time. Blessed and praised be the Lord. Now we are glad that you have all come and may the Lord be with you also on your ways home and until we meet again Uh, is there somebody who wants to be baptized? He should come to the front now, if there is somebody. One, two. Pardon? Come to the front who wants to be baptized, so that we see it properly, whether people are here or not. And our brother who flies to Santiago this afternoon, we wish you God's blessing, beloved brother. And the Lord bless you and bless all our brethren and all our sisters all over. In Fundo, in Santiago, everywhere. So nice. God bless you. God bless you. Come a bit closer. Is there somebody else who wants to be baptized? For translating, do you speak German? No. Which language? English and Slovakian. Very nice. Who else is coming? Who else wants to be baptized? Hmm, you too? Do you speak German? Pardon? A bit? Pardon? German. Hmm. Now we have a problem. Now we have a big problem. But they are just newcomers. What shall we do? We of course cannot send the sisters home now that they put on a dress. Are you new believers? 
New believers, do you believe with all your heart in Jesus Christ? Yes, the sister puts her hand onto her heart to show that she believes with all her heart. Very nice. The next time you are coming in women clothing and you leave the trousers to the men, it looks then better and it's, it is also biblical. So, don't have to be afraid. Are you ready to walk all the way with God? Also concerning the outward things, so that the inner is in agreement with the outer, and the outer in agreement with the inner. Yes? Before the Lord? A yes? Then let your yes be a yes, blessed and praised. And you? Which language? Slovakian. You most surely understood enough. Did you understand everything? You will translate, but from English into yes. Welcome, you all dedicated your life to the Lord, young man. You also, yes, amen. You also, and sister, you also, yes. Und ihr beiden habt auch euer Leben dem Herrn geweiht. You also dedicated your lives to the Lord. Very nice, beloved brother. You also. Pardon. Pardon. Oh, English. Oh, English. Very nice. From all tongues, from all nations, we are gathered. I would like to have the choir to sing us the song, They Come from the East and West. Or maybe we sing it together. One sing, one stanza only. Is it? It's inside here, all right. And after the prayer, you go in the into the neighboring building, in the basement, at the pool. There are rooms to change your clothes. Three hundred and sixteen in the small book. Three one six. Three one six. Just one stanza. Then we give greetings to all, near and far, on all the prayer fellowships, to all families, everywhere, in every city, in every country. May God bless 
With our brethren in Chile, we are joined in a special way with all the Schreibers and whatever names they have, Matthusen and Schurgelis and whoever they might be and whatever names they have. God has led it this way. Whoever denies this, he just doesn't know. He doesn't know the leadings of God. After 40 years of isolation of the outside world, comes a couple to us, and I was invited, and I'm coming there, and behold, God has opened the prison, and He has given gifts to men, and has revealed Himself. Jürgen is also greeting us, Brother Schugli is just so nice. God is still on His plan, and everything is in subjection to Him. Amen. God's word is being fulfilled. We are glad about all of you. Because we all were called out from here or there. And just be honest, it all looked hopeless as if the door was closed and no one wanted to actually go out. But in the moment when God calls us, then we do not confer any longer with flesh and blood. But we are walking through the open door into the liberty of the children of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Pray with us. Now, I would like that Brother Schmidt administers the baptism. And I would like that you go with Brother Schmidt. Brother Paul, lead them then. Alright, that everything goes without problems. Let's, let us pray now. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that there are still people who want to serve You, who want to follow You, who want to enter into Your kingdom. Give these dear young people Your grace to be with You in Your kingdom, in Your glory, with all the saints, with all those who have dedicated already their lives to You. Be now present, Lord, at the baptism. We ask all this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.